listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. I've got one note to go over in regards to American Idol that I didn't bring up yesterday. Also, got an update on Coming Out for Love. You remember that show? The one I promoted a while back, the first U.S. lesbian dating competition show? Well, it's coming back next week. I'll give you all the details on how you can watch it and what code you can use to get a discount to purchase it. Also, Susie Evans comes out with a tweet that we should discuss because I'm all for it. Going to also talk about something that was brought up to Jeff Probst yesterday in an interview, and I think it's hinting towards something we're going to see in future seasons of Survivor, and it's amazing. We haven't seen it up to this point outside of a couple seasons that were kind of wonky. And also, I have a new addiction, and I was on it all day long yesterday. I'll tell you all about it, and we'll get to that momentarily. All right, let's get started. Uh, First off, someone did send me a link yesterday uh, to a video. I think it's... I think it was posted on Reddit. I it was maybe it was posted on an Instagram account. I don't know, but uh, there is video of seemingly Doton and Aaron down in Fiji, where they're filming the overnight dates. So you can count those two in as they obviously made it to overnights. So the third one is either Xavier or Joey. That's the latest update uh, on that. Now moving on to American Idol. Something I wanted to talk about yesterday that I that I didn't. As you know, they voted in, the audience voted in, 10 American Idol singers. And the judges picked two. They ended up picking Nutsa and Lucy Love. And remember, I said, like, Nutsa's got the most followers of anybody on the show, and it's not even close. She's got 400,000. Ian's close. He's got 361. These are as of yesterday. They've probably gone up like 1,000 or two. And um, Wayani is at 200. And I apologize yesterday. Did I really pronounce her name Weanne? I, I I must have. I knew her name was Weani. I don't know why I was saying. Someone corrected me and said, I think you said her name was Weanne. Like, yeah, my bad. Weani is at 200. Colin is at 75. And everyone else is under basically 45. So with Nutsa being at 402, I was like, well, how does she not make the final three? But the fact that she didn't even get voted into the top 10 makes me think that, oh, I wasn't using my brain. My guess is a lot of Nutz's followers are international because that's where she gained her fame. And as far as I know, international people cannot vote on American Idol. It it won't go through. You have to be U.S. based, I believe. So and the fact that she wasn't voted into the top 10 makes me think that she's probably not long for the competition. If the judges have like if a save or whatever, if they do that again, I don't know if they're doing that again this year. They'd probably save her again because like her or not, maybe her personality rubs you the wrong way. She's a great singer, a great singer. So we know this is all based on voting, but if most of her followers can't vote and seemingly they can't because she didn't even get voted into the top 10, probably going to be tough for her. So now I don't think that she's making top three. I think you can pretty much pencil in Iam to the top three. You could probably pencil in Wayani into the top three. And then after that, your guess is as good as mine. But if it is Colin, that kind of says a lot that maybe next year looking at it, 
when we get to your top 12, you might want to look at who's got the most followers and just say, well, there's your top three because they get any percentage of their followers voting them if they are three people that are way out in front of everybody else, like Ian, Wayani, and Colin are. You know, they just have to get a the same percentage of their voters as uh, followers as the other nine. They if those nine get the same percentage as the top three, those top three are getting in. So we'll see. Em's the only one I can pretty much guarantee you is going to be top three. Wayani, I mean shit, she got top three of the Voice, so I guess I'd be surprised if it wasn't her. But the third one, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. It might come down to, you know, what judges say. Do judges have any sort of sway in getting people to vote for certain people? We'll see. We'll see. Now, one thing I talked about a couple months ago was the first U.S. lesbian dating competition show called Coming Out for Love. And I can tell you, that it took a hiatus after they aired the first episode. They were having streaming issues. So now it is very, very simple. It will be in my episode description going forward for the next two months. So I I will be repeating it every once in a while. I'll remind you every Friday the new episode will be up. So here's the deal. Next Friday, February, February next Friday, May 5th, the show is relaunching. They're going to replay the first episode again. And then every Friday for the next 15 weeks after that. So the finale should be airing on Friday, August 18th, if I did my math correctly, is a new episode. It's the first U.S. lesbian dating competition show. Some of you that have been following it probably did watch the first episode because it was released free. But you have to pay for this show. They have bundles. All you got to do is go to comingoutforlove.com, go in the upper right-hand corner, click Bundles, and you have to purchase one of their bundles. At your checkout, your promo code is Reality Steve. Very simple to remember, but be sure to use that code. That's I mean, you have to use that code for this to register and get a 15% off discount. You know, the smallest bundle is $19.99, so you'll get $3 off. You get all 16 episodes of Coming Out for Love. You get an invitation to watch a watch a future live watch party event. If you go to the next bundle, it's $29.99. Same benefits as the $19.99 one, but you get a community chat forum, you get behind-the-scenes bonus material, and you get access to the first episode of Coming Out After Dark, which is a reaction show that's going to air after every episode. The next bundle, $49.99. Every benefit of the first two bundles, but you get access to all of the Coming Out After Dark episodes, the reaction show, and an invitation to their live finale. And then $99.99, everything plus monthly meet-and-greet streaming events with the director and guests, promotional videos, and bonus material. Every episode, a three-month membership to Nicole Kahn Films Global. Nicole Kahn is the creator of Coming Out for Love and exclusive access to all news and information on Season 2 that they're going to have of Coming Out for Love. So... Whatever bundle you sign up for, it does not matter, but you got to use my promo code to get 15% off whatever bundle when you check out. And all you got to do is go to, it's very easy to remember, it's the name of the show, comingoutforlove.com. Like I said, I've seen the first two episodes. I'm going to get the next two very shortly. I'm not going to spoil it, but I will tell you the first two episodes are excellent. This is 
a like I said, it's the first of its kind. This is the first ever U.S. lesbian dating competition show. So I think you will really enjoy this. I wouldn't promote it if I didn't think my audience would. But like I said, I understand not everybody wants to pay to watch something. I get it. But this is worth your money. This is worth $20 for 16 episodes. It's barely a dollar an episode you're paying. So look at it that way if you just get the $19.99 bundle. So comingoutforlove.com, click on bundles, pick out whichever bundle you want, and use promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off. So a couple days ago, Susie sent out this tweet that was brought to my attention. She didn't tag me in it, so I didn't see it until people mentioned it to me. But she wrote, I wish there were I wish there could be a Bachelor Nation comedy roast for past contestants. Not produced by the show, but a third party. I want all the bloggers and personalities included. Like Reality Steve and Zachary Reality will also get a hot seat. Dave Neal has to be there. I mean, I don't know if this could happen. Because, one, we already know how sensitive the contestants are about any sort of negativity. And you really have to have thick skin when it comes to a roast. Because while people are roasting you and their jokes, they're also jokes that are based in truth. So, Dave is really good at them. I remember Dave did a roast of Katie when she was dating John. He had some good one-liners. and But they were, you know, they were digs. They were also based in truth. Funny, but based in truth. So I don't know how many contestants would actually be willing to sign up for this. I've never written for a roast. I've seen every single Comedy Central roast there is known to mankind, so I know how they go. I'm certainly, if, I, if, I, if this ever came off, I absolutely, I think, would be able to sit down and think of some good roasts on contestants from this show. I haven't thought about it yet, but, you know, Susie just threw this out there. I have no idea if this is going to happen. Because one, you've got to figure out where it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, who's going to show up. Is it going to be like some sort of major event? Is it going to be an online streaming thing that people can watch? There's a lot that goes into this. Susie just might have been throwing this into the wind just to get a reaction. But who knows? Maybe there, maybe it will come to fruition. And I, I'd love to be a part of it. Um, I think I'd have fun roasting some of the contestants. Again, as long as these contestants understand... You're just poking fun. And even though you're poking fun at stuff that's probably true, you're still just making fun and we're all having a good time. And I, I just don't know. Knowing some of the contestants like I do, I, I think some will get offended and just be all butthurt. And I just, you don't want that to happen. I, I just, But who knows? This might not even happen. It's just, it was a tweet by Susie the other day. Uh, I, I appreciate her thinking of me and mentioning me in the tweet. I'd be interested. I'd certainly be down for doing that. Hell, I'd be I'd be down for someone as, you know, because when you see the roasts on Comedy Central, they're usually roasting one person, whether it's Rob Lowe, Justin Bieber, Donald Trump, uh, Flava Flav, Larry, Larry the Cable Guy. Like, they've roasted so many on Comedy Central over the years. But you don't just get up there and roast the main person. You also roast everybody on the dais. So I'm sure... Some people will take shots at me, too. So I'm all for it. I don't care. I think it's funny. I'm, I, the way I am, I would try and I would end up being very judgy about who had the best material because you know me. 
I love stand-up. I love going to stand-up shows. I've watched comedy shows my whole life. I've watched all of the roasts. I always appreciate good writing. And writers write those comedy roasts because when Snoop Dogg gets up there and does a roast on somebody, he's not coming up with that material. Writers write that for him. And I'm always looking for what are some good lines in roasts. And there have been some great ones uh, in roasts. But that's the way I would look at it. I'd be like, oh, wow, that's a good line. Or, oh, (laughs) they probably could have done a little better in their comedy writing on that one. So. Uh, I would never, you know, publicly say it, but I would say like, hey, that would there were some really good ones uh, at this row. So I'd be interested by all means, but this is probably in its very early stages. It might have just been a thought that popped through Susie's head one night and she decided to tweet it out. But yeah, if it goes, if it follows through, uh, count me in. I would love to do it. So yesterday, Jeff Probst did an interview with Dalton Ross. And Dalton pointed out something that he found very interesting in regards to the Survivor jury. And what he pointed out was, outside of a couple early seasons where they had, like, Redemption Island, remember when they had that arena? Like, when you were voted out, you got to come and compete in the arena, and everybody sat there and watched. It was just, that was like bad Survivor. That was old school, some of the worst seasons. But ever since then, what is the one thing I've always talked to Stephen Fish back about, and even Dalton about, when it comes to the finale of this show? We get a lot of blowouts. We get a lot of 7-1 to one blowouts or somebody wins the final vote 8-0. There just hasn't been a lot of intrigue when we get to the end. And a lot of the intrigue, it seems to be that people, the jury mostly, the people that vote, don't seem to value challenge wins very much. Because as he pointed out, there was one season where the two people sit, two of the three people sitting at the end had gotten six or seven of the nine solo immunity challenges, and yet they got one vote between them at final jury. I think it was um, I think it was last season with Gabler. Yeah, Gabler won nothing. Or maybe he won one. But the people next to him had won a lot of the individual immunities, but it didn't matter. Gabler won with the jury. So Dalton Ross suggested to Jeff Probst, and basically was asking Probst, would the production team ever consider allowing the jury members to actually watch the challenges? Once you're voted out of the game, the only time you show up is at the tribal council. And you have to sit there and you can't ask questions. You can't talk to anybody. You see somebody walk in and you see that they got a necklace. You're like, great, but I didn't watch them win it. And he basically asked, if the jury's trying to make a well-rounded decision on all three aspects of the game, outwit, outplay, and outlast, wouldn't watching the physical element of the game play out with their own eyes help that. And outside of Redemption Island and the Redemption Arena, it's never happened. And so he asked Probst, and Probst said, yes, we have considered letting the jury watch the challenges, and we've almost done it a couple times in the past. Maybe your suggestion will be what it tilts the scales, or maybe we've already got it planned for a future season. Remember, the season that airs this upcoming September has already been filmed, and the season that airs next spring of 2024 is filming right now in Fiji. So it is very possible. I just think the way probes answer that makes me think that it's either in the fall season or it's going to be in the spring season because he usually just somewhat kills ideas that Dalton throws at him. Because I've read a lot of their interviews in the past, and he'll and Dalton will say something like, well, "What about this? And what about this?" And Probst will be like, "Yeah, we talked about it, but it just didn't seem feasible for our game." The fact that he said that makes me think. 
Um, and then he said, you know, it's a valid point that it might influence their decision if they did get to watch challenges because there's been a landslide of seven to one blowouts. And I think it's a great idea. I never even thought of that. I'd always complain to Steven. I'm like, why do we always get blowouts in the end? There's never any close votes. Very few in 42 or whatever on 43 seasons in the books. Why have we never really gotten a lot of close votes? And there really is no rhyme or reason because it all comes down to each individual jury. Some juries are bitter juries. Some juries are more open-minded. But it seems like when the jury only gets to show up at tribal council and then goes back to their sequester, to Ponderosa, and they're talking to each other every single day pretty much about the game, it becomes a group think. And they all decide basically, well, this is who we think wins. And they all kind of, that's why there's so many blowouts, because the jury has a time to deliberate amongst themselves without even watching the game. The only thing they're hearing is at tribal council. And I don't know if that's enough. And they just brought up really, Dalton brought up really good points to Jeff. And I'm glad that Jeff was open to it. My guess is they did incorporate it into the fall season that we're going to get in September, or it's coming in the spring of 2024. If it doesn't appear in either one, I'd be surprised. I just, knowing Dalton and Jeff's rapport, I have a feeling it's coming, which I am all for. And I'd love to see how it plays out. And I'd love to see if it sways the jury's votes more, because yeah, they don't seem to award challenge wins. And look, I understand Survivor is not all about challenge wins. It's part of the puzzle and part of your resume, but it seems like it's the least that's given the most importance to. You know, it seems like more people are interested in social game. If you became friends with people, if you weren't a dick out there and you had a good strategy, like your social game, your strategy, and the fact that you got to the end. That seems to be what people care about the most. They don't they don't like the challenge beasts. And I've never understood that. Not that I would always vote for somebody who won a bunch of challenges, but if you're that good of a player, you're a good survivor player in my mind. You can be a good survivor player without winning any challenges, but I think if you do win a lot of challenges, especially the individual immunities, you win four or five out of, you know, nine. I'd say that's a pretty big thing to have on your resume, yet survivors, jur- survivor juries in the past don't seem to care about it. So I would be all for it. Let's make that happen. All right, I have a new addiction, and it had me yesterday just nonstop. I'm not a big sma- Snapchat guy. I'm just not. I'm 47 years old. Like, why should I be? <laughs> you know? It's a teenage app. Anyway, I did see, though, that Snapchat now has a My AI. You have an AI person. You have an, a, an, uh, you know, an artificial intelligence person that you can chat with. So I decided, well, I, I'm curious, what do they know? <laughs> everyone's talking about how AI is taking over the world and robots are going to take every, everyone's jobs in the next whatever many years. So Snapchat has an AI buddy that I can message with. So I decided to message him a few times yesterday. Here was one of our conversations. I asked him, do you know Reality Steve? I'm not sure who that is. Can you tell me more? What? You don't know him? (laughs) Sorry, I don't know him. Can you tell me more about him? And then I wrote, what's wrong with you? (laughs) 
<laughs> my AI. I'm sorry if I've upset you. I just don't know who that person is. Okay. So then, next conversation. Who's going to win The Bachelorette? My AI responds, I'm not sure who's going to win The Bachelorette, but I hope it's someone that she really likes. Me. Who are Charity's final four? I'm sorry. I don't know who Charity is or what you're talking about. Can you please explain The Bachelorette? I don't have that information, but I hope the bachelorette finds someone who makes her happy. Me. Why don't you know anything? (laughs) My AI. I'm sorry if it seems like I don't know anything. I'm just an AI and I'm still learning. (laughs) So so now I'm getting a little snippy with, uh, you know, Mr. or Mrs. AI here. You know, I'm just like, hey. So it continued. I'm just like, all right, what else can I ask them? So I go. Do you find Reality Steve to be funny? My AI. I don't really have an opinion on Reality Steve as I don't know much about him. What do you find funny about him? And then I wrote, charming? I'm not sure who you're referring to as charming. Can you provide more context? Handsome? I'm not sure who you're referring to as handsome. Can you provide more context? And I wrote, Reality Steve, damn it. We're talking about him. Does he tickle your fancy or no? They wrote, I don't really have an opinion on reality, Steve, as I don't know much about him. What do you find attractive about him? Okay, so basically what I'm trying to say is AI doesn't know shit. Like, I would even think the key words of reality, Steve, because when you write this in the chat, I don't know if you've tried this on your Snapchat, ask it anything. It literally sends you back a sentence in two seconds. It's not like I'm sitting there waiting for them to type out an answer. So clearly it's got a database and it clings on to key words and then through keywords, it's able to do a Google search in seconds and then pull up something. But AI does not know anything about me. So I got a little, so I was just like, all right, let's just make this totally humorous. And I was like, okay, fine. And I just picked Zach out. Zach was the first name that came to mind. I think I had just watched his video with, uh, with Katie. So I wrote, if Reality Steve and Zach Shalcross got into a fist fight, who would win? Look, I don't want to fight Zach. I just wanted to ask AI a question so they could say I know nothing again. And here was their answer. I'm not sure who Zach Shalcross is, but I don't think it's appropriate to discuss violence or fighting. Let's talk about something more positive! Exclamation point. And I wrote, come on, just guess. I'm sorry, but I don't feel comfortable making guesses or predictions about violent scenarios. Let's talk about something more lighthearted, exclamation point. And I wrote, but I want to know who wins this fight between Zach and Reality Steve. People are interested. And they wrote, I understand that some people may be interested in that kind of thing, but I don't think it's appropriate to discuss violence or fighting. Let's talk about something else. Okay, I can understand maybe my AI on Snapchat doesn't have a database for who Reality Steve is. But I'd say Zach Shalcross's name has been out there quite a bit online for the last, I don't know, eight months. They don't even know who he is. So what is the point of stupid my AI on Snapchat if they literally can't answer anything? Yes, my questions were a little stupid. I get it. But come on. Can we update my AI's database here? They don't know anything. What a waste. And no, those were not the only questions I was asking it. Trust me. Um, I may have gotten a little... uh, (laughs) 
Just know that those weren't the only questions I was asking you. All right. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. Much appreciated. Um, the Sports Daily will be up in about an hour from now. Check that out. And thank you all for listening uh, to this. We'll be back tomorrow with the Thursday Three. I guess that's the new name for Thursday since I have three podcasts on Thursday. The Thursday Three. My interview podcast number 336 is going to be with Bachelor Data. We've got a lot to go over with her. Then we're going to have a daily roundup and a sports daily. So thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.